happening, International Christian Fellowship Rome and ICF Rome around the country and around the world. Welcome to our Sunday encounter. This is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I'm so thankful that you are joining us. I have my sign today, smile, because I want you to know God wants to give you a word for your life that puts a smile in your heart. I also want you to know as you lean into the presence of the Lord, as you lean into the worship and the word, let God do something in you that will cause you to put a smile on his face. He has a great and powerful word for you this morning, and I'm so glad you're joining us. And they're getting there. So for just a minute, I'm just a little bit Texas, okay? I'm just a little bit Texas. Come on, y'all can do better than that. <laughs> okay, so online, I'm not going to wear my hat right now, so <laughs> we've been fixing it. Okay, I'm going to set that right there. Ah, isn't God good? Oh my goodness. I wasn't pretend I wasn't planning to say this next thing, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> Anybody 14 in here? I think the teenagers, I don't know. Anybody have a 14-year-old? Raise your hand, yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was 14 when I was sitting in a service like this in my church in Houston, Texas. And I heard God say, you're going to go be a missionary at 14. And you're going to minister to Africans. I heard it so distinctly. You're going to learn languages. I know a little bit of a few. <laughs> at 14. I hope you don't have to take as long as I did to get here. But when I was sitting there this morning and they were singing and praising, I was saying, God, I heard you. I heard you a long time ago. And I'm still hearing you because we do all matter. Amen. Can you just lift your hands for a minute and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that we matter. Thank you, Jesus, that every voice counts. Thank you, Jesus, that every life, the lives in this room matter so much that decades ago you called a young girl at 14 in Texas to come to Rome. God, I thank you that there's a 14-year-old young man sitting here today. Who knows where you're going to call him to be in 10 years, in 20 years. But God, this week, when he goes to his school, I pray that he will remember he's an ambassador of hope. He's an ambassador of peace. He's an ambassador of love. And God, I pray that each of us would remember that we are complete in Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. I am excited. We got food for the first time in a couple years. We got fellowship. Look at somebody and say, you're looking good. <laughs> you're looking good I want you to know we are completely thankful I am so thankful that I could be in Vienna this week being inspired at a conference and yet know that people here were just working so that the nations could celebrate together we are international Christian fellowship Rome. Amen. We are touching one, touching Italy and reaching nations for the glory of God, for the kingdom of God, so that you and you, you can celebrate and dance. I wish you knew the stories of the dancers today. I know a few of them and the joy. Y'all have to sit behind me every time from now on, okay? I mean, there's just something about the praise coming from behind you that is incredible. Somebody say, incredible. 
So I am going to conclude this part of our series on completely thankful of my part. Next week, you're going to get to hear another special thing, but gratitude lights the way. You see that? The Bible says his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So being thankful lights the way for what God wants to do in your life. Pastor Charles said it, if you get sick, it's okay because you're going to know the healer. If you fall down, it's okay because you're going to know the one who picks you up. Gratitude lights the way. Thankful living opens the door of my heart to the opportunities of heaven. Solomon is setting an atmosphere for us this morning because he also believes that as our hearts are open. Gratitude lights the way for the word of the Lord to come to your life and change the way you look at Monday. If it doesn't change the way you look at Monday, then why are you here? Hear me. You came to this house today. Maybe you came to bring your food. Thank you if you brought food. I did bring a, I want you to see my food. Come here. I brought food. Y'all know I love to cook. I brought my Texas chips for all my Texas people. Okay, so I brought food, and I'm thankful for the food. Yes, we'll share those later. Thankful for one of my other fellow Texans who's going to have some other food that, on my behalf. I want you to know this morning that thankful living shines the light on our miracle in motion. You have a miracle in motion. You have a miracle in motion. God knows what's going on in your life. God knows the the doctor's report. God knows the bank report. God knows what you're waiting on, the documents and the contracts. Thankful living shines the light on your miracle in motion. So imagine this. There's this miracle needed. And it feels heavy. And it feels dark. And you're not sure what to do next. And you begin to say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus, online. Type it in the chat. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And suddenly, this light comes on this situation, and you say, oh, I have energy now. I know that. I don't know exactly how God's going to do it, but I need to go fill out my paperwork. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that I had the strength to do that. Oh, wait, I need to go to an interview. Oh, I'm so nervous, but thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you know what? I can even put on different hats if I have to because God is with me. Amen? Thankful living shines the light on your miracle in motion, and then you're not scared. You can't say, I'm scared, and thank you, Jesus, at the very same minute. I don't care how many languages you speak. So say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to get it in your spirit. I want you to know when I got, you know, it just seems like as we keep having breakthroughs, the enemy just like he's relentless, right? He just keeps coming with other discouragements and other. I got some pretty intense prayer requests this morning at about 745 from California. I said, Thank you, Jesus, you are the healer. Thank you, Jesus, the enemy will not win. Thank you, Jesus, that these things that the enemy's trying to do are defeated in Jesus' name. I've told you this month that there is a missing piece to living in victory. And that missing piece is gratitude. The Bible talks about it. You can go back and listen to the messages. There's open doors when we say thank you, Jesus. 
You know, if you walk up to somebody who wants to do something, I tell you what, Solomon, you blessed me so much last night. It was like 10, 15 when I got back from Vienna and I messaged Solomon. And I said, Solomon, would you do something for me? And he said, yes. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because we know that when we do something in our heart, I, I mean, this is not about emotion. This is about a life change. Some of you know that I was on a mountaintop last summer. And even though I have, these are not really hiking boots. I don't know if they can see them online. But I didn't have hiking shoes. I'm not a mountain climber. But on that mountain, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. On that mountain, Jesus said, I'm going to show you how to go. Walk this way. And then I was like, I can't go that way. I'm going to fall off the mountain for sure if I go that way. He said, wait a minute. I could hear him talking to me. Wait a minute. I said, okay, Lord, somebody else went that way. I saw them go that way yesterday. He said, you're not going to go the same way they went. You're not going to do it the same way they did it. Go to the right. I stepped to the right, and I could see the path out to the very tip top. I could see over the top of the trees in San Bernardino, California. And I heard the Lord saying, I'm shining the light on a miracle in motion for your life. See, I'm not talking to you because it's just something I like to do. It's because it's changed my life. It's because I've known grief. I've known sorrow. I've known sickness. I've known defeat. But I've also known the Savior. Amen? I've known the Redeemer. I've known Jehovah Rapha. I know Jehovah Jireh. I know Jehovah Nisi. His banner over me is love. I'm not left loveless. I'm loved by God. Amen? You're loved by God you to understand you know last week I told you about the rope and there's that tug of war that's happening you're trying to thank Jesus and the enemy's trying to pull it out of your hands don't let him do that thankful living shines and shifts our focus to a brighter view I want you to say it again thank you Jesus I want you to get it in your spirit when you walk out of this place today whenever you're done and you've eaten so much and you're like I'm sure you're gonna be saying thank you Jesus but we're going to get out there and there's not going to be any bus. And you're going to need a bus. And you're going to be like, I need a bus. I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that maybe you had me stand here for 10 extra minutes so I could talk to this person that walked up to the bus stop that I wouldn't have got to see if I had gotten on the first bus. Maybe you're going to say, thank you, Jesus, because you were a little bit late, you were able to talk to somebody else. Or because you were able to see God still does what he promised he would do. Amen? When we live our lives with an attitude of gratitude, our mindset of victory changes everything. You don't look through the same lens. You see, I don't look and say, oh, I'm the only, no, thank you, sister. I'm, there's at least two of us in here with blonde hair. Hallelujah. I finally got somebody with blonde hair with me. I say, God, I see different, but it's amazing. I see men that are strong and full of faith and integrity. I see women that are full of love and compassion and fortitude. I see children and teenagers that are seeking God and telling their teachers at school, my pastor said, this is what I'm supposed to do. Thankful living shifts. You're not looking at yourself anymore. You know what? You're looking at Jesus. You're looking through the Jesus lens. If you look at somebody else who's different than you through your lens, you're going to see different. You may see, if you, depending on your history, 
depending on how many times you've been rejected, hear me. You may be looking through that lens of rejection and saying, they're going to reject me too. I don't belong here. You belong. Type it in the chat. I belong. Say, I belong. I belong. When I see people as God sees them, I see special. 2 Corinthians 1.12 says this. Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we, say we, we. It doesn't say me. It doesn't say you. It says we together. We have conducted ourselves in the world. Don't tell me the Bible's not relevant. 2 Corinthians 1.12. We have conducted ourselves in the world and especially in our relations with you. With integrity and godly sincerity, we have done so relying not on our worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. I don't know how that little 14-year-old Texas girl, I mean, I do know, I could tell you a long story, how she got from there to here in her, in her latter years, I won't say old age, in her latter years. I'm wiser, I'm stronger, I'm, I'm more determined than ever. I'm not done. I'm still here, I'm not done. You're still here, you're not done. You're still in Rome, you're not done. When God's done with you in Rome, if you're his child, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. But you're here, so stop arguing with God about being here. Hear me. Stop arguing with God about the place where you are right now. Because the place where you are right now, when you see it through the lens of thankful living, you can go like, wow, I just got the victory and you don't even know how many decades I have. I'm wearing high heels and I just got the victory. <laughs> you see, God is with you. He empowers you. He empowers me. I don't see pain. I see purpose. I have to choose it. The Bible says you choose every day what you see. You choose who you're going to serve. So on one day, you may choose, I'm going to serve the enemy. I'm going to serve the enemy of doubt and defeat. And I'm going to say, I'm doubting. I'm defeated. I'm discouraged. I'm stressed out. I'm anxious. Or you're going to say, I choose Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, that I don't see fear. I see faith. I don't see sickness. I see healing. Come on, somebody. I don't see bankruptcy. I see provision in the name of Jesus. I don't see one place. I see multiple places where God is going to use you. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Watch what God does. Together, you and I remain stronger, united for a greater good. Hear me, united for a greater good. But today, I pray. I, some of us, I mean, if you're like me, I was like, I want to be from Rwanda. I really want to come to dance classes and learn. I'm going to be in the dance one of these days. Maybe you heard Pastor Charles and you're like, I want to be like that man. I want to say, yes, God, I will shout a voice of victory to you. Amen. Maybe you saw the children so eager and ready and you say, Lord, I want to be like a child. I want to come to you and say, God, what do you want to say to me? He's not done talking to you. If you've learned everything you need to know, come tell me after because I'd like to know what you know. But I will tell you, you'd be in heaven if you already knew everything you were supposed to. You'd already be in heaven if you already knew everything you're supposed to know. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. 
If I know Jesus, I don't fear what tomorrow brings. But yes, he has brought heaven to earth. He has brought victory to you and I. Jesus himself gave thanks to see a miracle in motion. Jesus did. There was no food but a few fish and loaves of bread. John 6, 11 says, Jesus then took the loaves. He gave thanks and began to distribute. And he did the same with the fish. And then the Bible goes on to say, everyone was fed and there was a lot left over. That is the abundance of Jesus. You can't outgive God with your time. You can't outgive God with your talent. You can't outgive God with your treasures. But you can steal from him. And you can say, I can't give any more time. I can't give any more talents. And you know what happens if you don't use it, you lose it. It's a true thing. It's a true thing. If you have a voice, you need to use it. If you're able to draw and write and create, use your talent. If you're able to pray and pray strong, use your talent. Thankful living shines the light on our miracles in motion. I want to tell you about one more person, and her name is Elizabeth in the Bible. Elizabeth was the mother of John the Baptist, and she was thankful that God took away her reproach among the people of Israel. You see, Elizabeth had had a barrenness and a shame because she hadn't been able to give birth. She hadn't been able to get pregnant. And people were wondering, how come this lady hasn't had a baby yet? You know, I like to think about how sometimes when we see the pregnancy in the Bible, it's not just about the woman having a child. It may be about something that God is wanting to birth in each of us. Amen? And maybe that dream hasn't been birthed. Or maybe it hasn't been born. And you feel shame. You feel like you've let somebody down. You feel like somebody is disappointed because you haven't birthed in your life what you thought God wanted you to do. Elizabeth had that barrenness. But Luke chapter 1, verse 24 and 25 says this. Later, Zachariah's wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and did not go out of her house for five months. So there was some birthing happening in there, right? There was some things growing and germinating. Don't stay in your house for five months. I'm not saying that. Don't do that, okay? But here's what happened. Elizabeth said, look what the Lord has done for me. My people were ashamed of me, but how the Lord has taken away that shame. Today, I want you to know God came. He sent Jesus to take away the shame of disappointment. Stop comparing yourself to anybody. Don't compare yourself to your brothers in your family. Don't compare yourself to your sisters in your family. Don't compare yourself to leaders in your church. Don't compare yourself from one country to another country. Let me tell you, every country's got blessing and every country has problems. But we all have access to God the Father. We all have access to God the Father. Amen? Amen? So I want you to remember this. Even... Hebrews chapter 11, verse 12 says, From this one man, talking about Abraham, he was as good as dead, but he came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. It goes on to say that yet Abraham did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but he was strengthened. Say strengthened. 
He was strengthened in his faith and he gave glory to God. That's what thankful living is. Amen. He was fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Are you fully persuaded this morning? Thankful living shines the light on our miracles in motion. Thankful living shines the light of victory to the next generation. We give not just for us. We give for Salvation's Gate and for the people that are being reached in this city and for the Italian missionaries that are being sent out. We give. We give for the food pantry and we give for people who are in need. But we give for the next generation. We give for the next generation. If you filled out a pledge card for missions or you have one, we're asking you to fill it out. Leave it with Salome or Yao and let us know, yes, it could be $1 a month. It could be $100 a month. But you're saying, I want to leave a legacy for the next generation. I don't want to be the only one. I've got nine grandkids. I want my little Lincoln, who's the youngest, at two. I want Titan, who is turmoil, at three. I want Gio and Julie and London who are just my little principesas. I want Dominic and Rocco and Emma and Jordan. I want them to know the love of God. So I ask the next generation to come. 2 Samuel 22:51 says this. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants. Here's what I want you to know. I will stand by you. Will you stand by me? I will talk with you. Will you talk with someone today? Will you talk with each other? I will talk with you. Jesus came to talk with us, to walk with us. I want you to remember this. I want you to remember this. We got to, you know, you got people, they may not say anything. But they may be standing there saying, I wonder who is going to stand by me. Maybe they're going to be over here saying, I don't know. I don't know who's going to talk to me. I don't know who's going to talk to me. I want you to, can you give a high five to the person next to you? Just kind of high five. High five on the, on the cam. High five online. That's called a healthy touch. Hear me. That's called a healthy touch. The world is full of unhealthy touches. I want you to know God loves you. He came to touch your life and mine. I came to touch your life and mine. You came to touch your life and mine. So 2 Corinthians 1 verse 22 also says this. It is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, Pastor Charles. We've been anointed. We can't set the anointing aside. He set a seal of ownership on you. What are you going to do? Say, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be yours, God. He made you before you were even in your mother's womb. Before you were even that little tiny heartbeat. Did you see in that video? They said, I'm going to be the heart. When your heart stops, I'm going to be the one saying, come on, you can do this. I still love you. You still have something to give in this life. It depends on it. We stand together, don't we, Sarah? We rejoice when God gives us victory. And we pray together. We believe in Jesus. He put his seal of ownership on us. And he put his spirits 
in our hearts, guaranteeing what is to come. You see, God already has a plan. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. He put his seal on you. He put his ownership on you. He put something inside of you because he wants to use you. He put something in your life because he wants that testimony to come forth. Can you imagine four billion, million, four million people in Rome? They're not in this room. Those four million aren't in this room. Some of them are online, but there's a whole bunch of them that haven't heard yet. There's people that Pastor Charles's church is reaching. There's people that Pastor Benson's church is reaching. There's people that the Italian church is reaching. There's people that churches all over the city are reaching. When I'm thankful, I see God's hand more clearly. When I'm thankful, I feel God's presence more distinctly. When I'm thankful, I get into alignment with God's plans. Are you in alignment with God's plan today? It's not just about the celebration, but the celebration is to remind you life is good. Somebody say life is good. Life is good. Life is good because God is always good. Amen? Life is good even when it's hard. I can tell you, I felt the presence of the Lord on June 27th, 2021. I felt the Holy Spirit come in on that day when he ushered Pastor Rick into heaven. It's relevant. I'm sorry, I can't not talk about it. It was unexpected. It was sudden. It certainly wasn't the way we wanted God to answer that prayer. Amen? But the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. He got to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I know that that year in April when he said, you got to be ready, that he was ready. And I know that in missions every year when he said, come on, let's dance. And he loved to dance, that he's dancing right now before the throne. But you don't have to wait to get to heaven to get your dance back. Hear me. Turn that music on in your house. Turn that music on in your house. Not that worldly music, that godly music. That music that says he's given me a new heartbeat. Amen? Thank you, Jesus, you're giving me a new heartbeat. I don't see a roadblock. I see a rainbow. And I remember his promise. I can't tell you how many times in the last year and a half I was thinking something and suddenly in the midst of the storm there was many times this year not just one rainbow but a double rainbow I don't see the failure to thrive I see the faith to triumph I see that for you I know your story I love your smile I love your joy I love your faith because together we are stronger amen I don't see Goliath in my way you know Documents and contracts and all that stuff could feel like Goliath. I know, it's hard in this city. But I don't see Goliath. I don't care. I mean, I know you're going to say I'm crazy, but I don't care if you got to go back into that office ten times. Every time you go in there, you put on the garment of praise, and you say to that person you're talking to for the tenth time, the Lord must really want you to know how special you are because he keeps bringing me back to your office. You walk in there and say, you know what? Because you can do this. You can pray before you go in. So you walk in and say, I don't know what's going to happen today, but I want you to know I've been praying for you before I came in here. Come on. Not so you give me something, but 
so that I give you something that will change your life for eternity. I don't see the closed door. I don't see the closed door. I see what lies beyond it. Because the minute my thankful living invites me into one door, there's five more doors that are going to open. And when those five more doors start to open, if I didn't walk through the first door, if I didn't stay where God put me and I said, never mind, I don't want that door. Then God's like, I had a blessing four doors down. You just didn't wait quite long enough. Abraham waited a hundred years. The children of Israel wandered in the desert for 40 years. None of us have had to do that in this place. It may feel like that sometimes. I want you to know, thankful living has changed my life. Being thankful to Jesus has changed my outlook. I love living in Rome. I love the food in Rome. I love the international food at ICF. Believe it or not, I even like some of the spicy. I might not be able to eat it all, but I like it. I love the seafood, but I can't eat that because I'm allergic, okay? Thankful living opens the door of my heart to the opportunities of heaven. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. I want you to stand with me all over this room. Online, I want you to pray with me before we sign off. Because I want you to say, God, the hardest thing I can think of that I'm going through right now, the biggest challenge that lies ahead of me, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, that you are with me. Thank you, Jesus, that you never leave my side. Thank you, Jesus, that you're as close as the mention of your name. Jesus knows your name. He knows your address and your addresses. Your inderizo and your inderizzi. He knows it. He knows it. He knows your amica and your amici. He knows your familia. He knows your fratello. He knows your sorella. He knows your lavorando. Come on. He knows where you're walking. He already went there. The Bible says he's gone ahead of you to prepare the way. What if you imagined walking up to that challenge with thankfulness and suddenly, and that's what I'm praying, suddenly you were like, I'm not going into uncharted territory. Jesus already mapped this out for me like I did on that mountain. Yeah, I got a little nervous. I heard the rattlesnake. I heard it. And I also heard the voice of the Lord say, don't look over there. Don't stop there. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep climbing. Yes, there are more fish to catch. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Because there's men and women. Boys and girls. In this world we live in today. Which is why we're celebrating the international community. That need Jesus. I want you to love it. I want you to love the Filipinos. I want you to love the Sri Lankans. I want you to love the Indians. I want you to love the Ethiopians. I want you to love the Texans. <laughs> Father, right now, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for every step you have ordered in our life. We thank you for what lies ahead. We thank you because we know the open door will lead to another open door and another answered prayer. But in the meantime, we will say thank you, Jesus. Father, right now, I pray you speak to our hearts. Online, I want you to pray with me. 
as I close the online portion. I want you to know I'm praying for you. I've met some of you on campus after being online. I love you and I know God has great plans ahead for you. Praise God. I know that the Lord and the word of the Lord has spoken to your life today. And so I want to invite you to invite Jesus to be in control of every circumstance. Maybe you've prayed this prayer before. Maybe today will be the first time you prayed it. But every time you ask Jesus to be in control of everything, every part, every person in your life, God does something to bring your heart to life. So I want you to pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, to be in control of every part. I give you all of me, Lord. Forgive me for my sins and my disobedience and help me to serve you all the days of my life. I make you Lord over everything. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want you to know that today, the Lord has done something in your life. Now, I also want to pray with you for those miracles in motion, those burdens. As you know, in our service on campus, we come to an altar of sacrifice, a place of decision. And we say to the Lord, God, take all of me. Take every situation. I trust you. I believe in you. This is the season where the Lord reminds us that he came to say, Emmanuel, God with us. So I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to know that I read the messages, I read your emails, and I know the things that are weighing heavy on your heart. I love when you come to Rome and you come on campus, but even where you are right now in your country, in your city, the Holy Spirit is with you. And so, Father, right now, we agree in prayer together for the miracle that is in motion. I pray, God, that a supernatural divine intervention would come upon your son and your daughter right now. For that one who has been sick and struggling with illness, may their faith jump alive right now. May the DNA of their body come into alignment with the way God designed it. And, Father, that one who has struggled with worry and fret and fear, I pray in Jesus' name that the peace of God which passes all understanding would flow over your heart, your mind, your life, and every detail of your circumstance. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. And I want you to know today, he is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He is Jehovah, Lord over all. You are complete in Jesus Christ. He will be with you this week. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Write us, send me an email. Let me know what God is doing in your life. We're in this thing together. We don't do life alone. And I'm standing with you for that prayer of victory and the miracle in motion. Have a fantastic week. I love you.